Hello, everyone. I'm Chris White. And I'm Stevens Brown. And we are from Tap Pest Control Installation, and we want to thank you for downloading our podcast. This is a special one this week. Uh, we are at the uh, Pest World 2021 in Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely live. And, you know, I, I was just going to say an awesome event, but more importantly, I'm glad to see everyone again, you know, back in person. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, and what a better place than in Las Vegas, right? I mean, that's, I guess, um, the attendance is higher this year than even uh, two years ago when they last had it. Um, it certainly looks like it, too. And I think, uh, you know, having it in Las Vegas is probably a pretty good draw. Yeah, no, it, uh, it definitely does. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, and, you know, we, we're all here this week. And, and for this episode, like you talked about, we're going to take questions live and uh, provide those answers. So let's get started. Uh, I know we've got some lined up here. We'll take some questions from the from the booth visitors. And it uh, looks like Noah here will get us started. How you doing, guys? I'm Noah from Green Rodent Restoration located in uh, Los Angeles, California. We're here at uh, Pest World 2021 in Las Vegas at the TAP booth. Yeah. And uh, I have actually a pretty good question for you guys in regards to the insulation. Um, a lot of people ask us the lifespan of the insulation. As you guys know, in Southern California, we get a whole lot of heat. Uh, it's really important for LA County to uh, have an energy efficient product. Uh, by building code, R38 is what's needed. What is the lifespan of your R38 product? Yeah, good question, Noah. Um, yeah, as far as LA, you're right on the R38 code. Um, however, uh, we also use the um, Department of Energy um, when we when we specify, and that would be between like a 30 R30 and R60 um, in uh, in LA. Um, so to answer your question, you know, tap's actually going to last a lifetime. If it's left undisturbed in your attic, um, it's going to last a lifetime. There is no need to go back in. There's no need, you know, it's not going to wear away or anything like that. Um, and when we say undisturbed, obviously that means, uh, you know, the roof doesn't blow off or, you know, you have a major issue up in the attic with a leak or something like that. So as long as it's, um, you know, in, in a decent attic it's going to uh it's going to stay there for uh and work for the life of the home so all right who's next ray from rollins he's on the technical department stopped by and he had a few questions for us so ray what was what was your question so you know one of the main things we get from consumers is what's the real benefit of the cellulose insulation versus the traditional fiberglass insulation so ray that is a great question. Um, and, and the answer, there are multiple benefits cellulose has over fiberglass. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll go over my kind of top four favorite. Um, but the first is, I would say, the R factor. So, you know, loose fill fiberglass has an R value of 2.5 per inch, whereas cellulose has 3.6. So right there is one of the biggest benefits. Um, you know, cellulose is also much more dense um, as the extruded fibers offer you know, not only fantastic insulating properties, but they also offer excellent sound deadening properties. Um, it actually has an NRC or a what we call a noise reduction coefficient rating of, of 0 0.80, which means about 80% of the noise it comes in contact with is absorbed. And that makes the home much more comfortable and quiet. Um, 
next, I would probably say cellulose, you know, has an excellent fire retardancy. It's treated with borates, which is a natural fire retardancy. You know, it helps spread the flames in the house, uh, in, in building fires. And then lastly, probably one of my favorites is the total embodied footprint, um, meaning the energy it takes to actually produce the product is far less than that of fiberglass. You know, cellulose is exceptionally green. Um, we've got a kind of a neat term in the industry we like to use that's called upcycling, um, which basically means, you know, we take a product that might otherwise be considered, you know, end of its life, and we upcycle that into another reusable product. And so I could go on and on, but those are, those are my, top, my top four. Yeah, that's good. Um, I agree. The only thing I would add uh, to that, Stevens, is the, um, you know, we talk real R value when the, when we measure R value, it's done in a static environment, and um, you know, we can tell by even using our uh, our thermal demo unit how uh, the heat and with with air present in the house with an HVAC system, how it passes right through the fiberglass, um, and and tap will actually. Uh, limit much of that air going through it. And that's really where your energy savings comes from. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Who's next? When does tap have to be reapplied? All right. All right. So yeah, that's a good question. Um, Very similar to the first one we had though. Um, You, it does last a lifetime. um, So you don't really need to reapply. However, I mean, there might be cases where, um, you could add more later. Uh, I know if uh, I've seen some companies go out and do a, uh, a job for someone and, and somebody wants to get it done, but their budget doesn't allow for a, you know, a complete job. So they'll pay to have some put in now and maybe a year or two later, come back and add more later. But it's not necessarily a reapply. It's just sort of finishing the job, if you will, or adding more to it later. So, um, yeah, good question. Who's next? What is the first step in selling a job? Ooh, so without a doubt, I would say you've got to get up in that attic. You know, the biggest thing, think about it. You're already there to solve the problems and offer the solution in that homeowner's house. They've called you. You know, I would just say so many PMPs forget to pop up in that attic. You know, attics can be a highway for pest issues, both past and or current. And now with the TAP program, you no longer have to walk away from not being able to offer the solution. So get in that attic. The rest is easy. How is TAP a pesticide and what is different between it and other products? Yeah, so I, I love this question. You know, um, <laughs> we TAP is an EPA registered pesticide, first of all. That is probably the biggest difference from other products out on the market is we uh, the product itself, it's not, and I, and I like to make, make sure this is clear, we are not a insulation with a pesticide in it. We are a pesticide. Um, and it's that EPA registration, the efficacy testing, um, that is what makes us different, why we can make claims on uh, insects while other products simply cannot do that. Um, I often hear them you know, erroneously saying that it's uh, deter, uh, they can deter from the insects. That's absolutely false too. There's no smell to uh, borates and it is not a deterrent. Uh, it either kills them or it doesn't. And with TAP, we know that it does kill them. Um, you know, there's many, uh, there are some products out on the market that um, uh, have what they claim a pesticide in it, but that's only to protect the product and doesn't make any claims about killing the insects. So 
don't be fooled by those um, by, by those uh, claims on there that, oh, just because there's a pesticide in it means it'll kill uh, because they are not bound by the amount of product that goes into the product. So they're not we be, being a pesticide. We have to have a certain amount. We are bound by um, by our regulations that we have to have a certain amount in our product. Whereas somebody adding a pesticide doesn't necessarily have to do that. They could put an eyedropper in and just say that it's in there. Um, so it doesn't mean it's going to have any effect. They'd like you to believe that, but they will never make the claim, uh, on that either. Um, you know, we have, I think the most important thing is the specimen label that we have. Everyone knows the label is the law. And from that, uh, label, uh, it shows exactly, uh, what insects it kills has all of the information about the product, um, about, uh, PPE required and so forth. Whereas other products like that, uh, they won't have a specimen label simply because they don't need one. Um, and that's really the, the main, you know, the biggest difference is we, you know, we are a pesticide period. What does the complementary training and support include? Ooh, this is probably one of my favorite questions that I, that I get from, from, from potential new customers and new companies looking to doing this. They say, Hey, complimentary training and support, what do you have? Because we're going to need it. And, and so I love this question. I'm going to answer it kind of in a, in a little bit different angle. But it's important to know, you know, ultimately, we help you build your program, I would say, tailor-made from the ground up. And so, you know, we also understand that many times, you know, the thought of TAP can or may seem slightly outside of your normal pest programs and jobs. So we have cultivated a plethora of resources that make the program from launch to training and continued support extremely efficient and simple you know and this goes from sales training all the way to and through equipment support so we offer resources both in person and from an online presence we've got the capabilities to do on-site sales and install training um, and then for tap clients we also have what we call our tap member site and basically this is a private log on into our training website and there we've got housed, oh man, videos, documents, sample agreements, rate cards, bag calculators, you know, the TAP, certifi TAP certification exam, the list goes on, you name it, we've got it. So ultimately, you know, we aren't successful unless you are. And so that's why we offer so much training, you know, and or help as we continue to support and work with you. So absolutely, absolutely great. How much should I charge per square foot? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so there really isn't a set uh, price that you should charge. I know a lot of people ask that question. What can I charge for this? Um, you know, it, we have a, a profit calculator that um, when you do um, decide that you're going to use TAP and would like to, you know, use a uh, more of a scientific method on pricing. Uh, I think it's real important that, you know, you've got to know your product costs. You've got to know your labor costs. Um, are you providing a commission to sales? And we basically have a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet where you can plug all of those numbers in. And then it's going to help determine what that, uh, that job um, per square foot cost would be. Um, so, we, you know, it, it, rather than just sort of, you know, and I've seen some companies do it this way, just kind of charge something and then see how it works out. Are they profitable? Um, I like to be a little more uh, strategic with that and really plug in your actual costs because that's the only way you're going to really come up with a number uh, that's going to make sense for your company. And, um, you know, we're happy to help there.
what is the pesticide that's added to tap? Yeah, excellent. So I love getting this, and I like to keep this answer short. Simple answer is we don't mix or pour this or that. <laughs> it's a pesticide. That is the difference. We don't add or pour another product in there. The complete bag of tap is a 30-pound bag of pesticide. You no longer have to worry about, you know, what we call treated articles, different things. It is a pesticide. How much does it cost to get started? Yeah, so the cost to get started is um, that that's an important an, an important uh, question, I think, right there. Um, and it does vary. Now, I mean, if you're looking at um, doing it yourself, um, buying the equipment, um, and then some of the products to get started, you're looking at probably around $18,000. Um, that's going to be, you're going to need a vacuum, you're going to need a blower, um, you're going to need to uh, get some of the products like the uh, hatch masters, you're going to want to have the recessed light covers, the baffles all on hand, vacuum bags, all of that stuff ahead of time. So um, in, and in our program that we put together, um, we do include a lot of that in the pricing as, as part of the stuff that you need to uh, purchase to get started. Uh, so now there's other ways you can do it as well. I mean, you can rent. I have seen folks rent. I'm not a big fan of rentals only because renting machines are, they're often poor, poor quality. Uh, they're usually smaller and not really taken care of very well. Um, you never knew what the last guy put through the, put through the insulation machine, even though it's supposed to only be insulation. I have seen people put mulch through it. And that is just a really bad thing to do to a machine. But um, that's what happens when you rent. Um, now, the other thing you can do is, is use a subcontractor. And in some states, we do have subs, um, our preferred subcontractor list. And, and then your startup cost is very, very small, um, really just buying a sales kit and, um, and then working with the sub. They have all the equipment. They do all the work. Uh, all you have to do is sell it. So there's, there's a number of different ways to get involved in it. I do know a lot of folks like to keep it in-house anyway. It keeps crews working during the slower times. It's, uh, you're in more control of the money you make overall. So, and, and it can keep your costs down as, you know, as far as uh, the end cost to your customer. What's the profit margin on offering TAP? Yeah, so profit margins are obviously important. Um, and again, I'm going to, you know, revert back to the question we had earlier about the cost per square foot. Um, you can control, uh, how much you want to make or, or what you need to make on a job. That's part of that calculator that we do. Now, many companies operate at around 60%, uh, net profit, uh, but you can control that on your rate card. So as you're plugging in all your numbers, uh, to do, you know, for your costs and everything else, you can change the, uh, um, the net profit number uh, simply by, you know, moving a few numbers around and, and percentages and you can make what you need to make and control your costs that way. Um, so that's a, uh, um, you know, that, that's the way to do it on the, on the rate card itself. But uh, I see most companies around, around 60%. Can I only order tap through your website? Yeah. And um, uh, tap, you can order tap on the website. That's one place you can do it. Um, but there, you can also call in to our office. Uh, we also have an option, uh, with Viserys. Viserys is our, uh, our distributor of the product and they, uh, would be happy to take your order. 
Um, and actually, I, I encourage folks to go through Viserys if you're looking for smaller amounts, you know, um, and, and, you know, less than truckload is what I mean by that. Um, and not many people are buying full truckloads. So uh, Viserys is able to uh, stock large amounts of product and deliver pallets of material for uh, actually less than what we can often do uh, using third party carriers and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it's also available uh, special order on Home Depot. Um, and and that that's another option. So there's there's many ways you were able to get the product, um, you know, whether it be directly from uh, by calling into our office through Viserys or Home Depot. If I'm at a job site and have an issue with the machine, can I call someone to get help? Yes, this is one of my favorite things to do, honestly. If you were on a job and you've got some issues with your machines, whether it's a blower or a vacuum, give us a call. And I would highly encourage you before your guys or anybody starts, you know, taking out screws and checking things, please give us a call. Right. We're, we're very good at troubleshooting. And if we can't, um, you know, reach a final solution with you, we can put you in touch with uh, some of the Crindle techs and engineers um, to, to help you troubleshoot further. But, yes, absolutely. You can get Give our office a call and they'll direct you probably to me and or Chris and or Jay, um, but we can we can help you uh, find a solution and uh, get you taken care of. What is the TAP warranty? The TAP warranty is a transferable lifetime warranty, and that means that it goes from homeowner to homeowner, which is pretty unique. Um, so the, the warranty itself states that it um, the effective ingredient, which... Um, is the, the orthoboric acid inside the product will continue to work for the life of the home, which um, means you're not going to grow mold or mildew inside the insulation. Uh, it's going to work with insects and, and killing those insects listed on the bag, and it will maintain its fire uh, resistance uh, as well. So, um, and that does go from each homeowner that owns the home. So um, pretty good, pretty good warranty overall. Awesome. Well, let's move into the next portion of our show. We've got herd in the field. And so we've got some real life stories that we've either experienced ourselves or heard from people that have sent them in. So Chris, what do we, what do we have this week? Well, yeah, I've got a, uh, I was at, I was doing a training and um, this came up and I, I thought it was a, a pretty interesting story. So, you know, we always talk about knob and tube uh, during our trainings and, and that's, not something you can insulate over, nor do you want to be in an attic with knob and tube wiring in it. Um, Correct. That's, you know, that those are, those are the things we always, <laughs> we always talk about, right? Um, however, in this case, they were actually vacuuming out uh, some uh, insulation in an attic and found the knob and tube actually buried in it already. So oh, that boy. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a very interesting scenario, and that's something that you've got to be uh, very careful of. Uh, not only you know before you insulate something, and you shouldn't do it. Uh, this was a case where someone actually went against the electric code and insulated the attic, whether or not that was a homeowner or a, or a professional. Um, someone decided to do it, which is uh, which is a big no no. And yeah, um, not, not, a, not a fun thing to uncover. <laughs> yeah. And, and it can be very dangerous. Now they, they were smart enough. They, they cut the electricity to the house completely. Um, they removed it 
and then notified the homeowner to, you know, upgrade their, their system. But I think that was an interesting uh, story. I have not run across that one before. I uh, hope I never run across it again, quite honestly, but no, um... yeah, exactly. <laughs> many, many times you see it before, but it's never fun to uncover it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, now you're not supposed to do that anyway. And um, yeah, they, someone did it. So just one of those things you got to be careful, you know, be super careful yeah. when you're out there. No, absolutely. Well, hey, if well, anybody thanks, has folks. any, yeah, if anybody has any stories, please send them into us. Um, anything like that? That was, like I said, one that came uh, through a training we were doing. It was in a discussion. And uh, but if you have anything, send it over to podcastandtapinsulation.com, and we'll get you a gift pack out. Yep, awesome. Well, that's gonna whip it for this episode uh, live here at Pest World, and uh, that was fun. That's some good questions. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, that's gonna do it for now. We'll see you guys next time. Till then, be well. All right, folks, remember, keep your feet on those joists.